You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Hey y'all, I'm Mella Borowski and thanks for joining me today on Bell Book and Candle. Our special guest today is Neoshi Green Kibro, and she's a hypnosis practitioner who works with women and a few brave men who are on a deep spiritual journey to heal their soul, break through blockages, and align with their divine purpose. She's conducted sessions in person as well as remotely for clients all over the U.S., Canada, India, Europe, and Africa. Yoshi, I'm so thrilled to have you here today with us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. We're, we're recording on January 20th, 2021, mm-hmm. which just happens to be Inauguration Day. Right. So I, I admitted to you a little earlier that I'm still feeling a little bit emotional. Yeah, that's understandable. <laughs> I saw a meme right before we started that said, Make sure you wear your shoes, ladies. There's glass everywhere and the waterworks started again. Oh, wow. So this isn't a political podcast, of course, but the first woman vice president, Kamala Harris. Wow. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about that? I mean, it's definitely a moment in history for, uh, I mean, because, you know, for 46 presidents now and yeah. um, all have been male. And so to have at least the vice president be a female is a big thing. It's huge. All right, so is there anything else that you want us to know about you personally before we uh, just dive into some of the topics we're going to talk about? Uh, no, I think everything kind of be complete, uh, explained probably throughout our talk, so we could just dive in. Okay, awesome. So um, tell us what drew you to hypnosis. I've always been a very analytical person, even as a child. I'm very, what most people might call like intellectual or always like curious of the mind and how it works and not just the mind but things in general always looking at things to see how they work why they work that way you know things like that you know I like to tell the story about you know when I was five you know aside from even knowing about hypnosis at that time I wasn't aware of all that of course but um I you know I had this uh, experience spiritually that um kind of became the framework for um what I do today Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the age of five, I was raised in um, a traditional Christian household. My parents, my grandparents, you know, everybody was very much into the church. And we basically went to church maybe every other night. Uh, and this was like a Baptist church. And I mean, when I say Baptist church, a Baptist church, I mean like a Southern down, uh, you know. Yeah, I know. Shout out. <laughs> yeah. And so they they are very active, very lively. Um, and that's where you hear about people speaking in tongues and catching the Holy Ghost and all of that. And so that's what I grew up in. That's what I know. That's what I've grown up seeing and knowing. Mm-hmm. And at the age of five, I remember just being in church one day and looking at everything happening around me in the middle of church. And I, you know, um, seeing these people speak in tongues and and the way that they spoke, it was just like, wow, like this, they feel like they sound like they're literally like connected to something like they're just not making things up like they sound like it sounds like an actual language (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) and um and then you know seeing them you know catch the holy ghost 
um, which is, you know, what we usually refer to when someone um, feels the spirit of God moving through them. Um, I wanted, I saw that and I was like, I want to feel that. Like, I want to feel that. I want to experience that. Like, how is that that happening? Like, I would love to like experience that. And I would just watch them and watch them and watch them. And then one day I was like, you know what? Maybe they're faking it. Maybe that's how you're supposed to do it. Maybe, maybe that's how that starts off, right? Five-year-old me, little me. Yeah. And um, and so I was like, okay, l- let me fake it. Maybe maybe that'll like kind of kickstart. That was my, you know, my logic. It'll kickstart, <laughs> right. kickstart the the whole situation. Fake it till you make it. Right. And so and so um, you know, I I do the whole song and dance. You know, run around and act like a pass out, like I have the Holy Ghost. <laughs> And, you know, they have these ushers, they come and they throw the, like a white towel over your, uh, your bottom half. So, you know, your skirt or dress doesn't go up or anything like that. And uh, I'm laying there and I'm just thinking like, uh, nah, this ain't it. Like they can't be taking it. <laughs> At five years old, you're already yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like this isn't working. I don't think this is what's happening. This is what they're so So, you know, from that age, knowing that there was literally something that they were experiencing, there was something that they were feeling and experiencing um that was outside of honestly outside of at that time that's what I was thinking that something outside of them you know and I wanted to experience that and you know I've since then I've been on that journey of finding like you know even as that analytical little girl just mm-hmm. to find out okay and find my uh my connection to source and um my connection to everything and how everything works and how they're feeling these things and so you know long story short that's the mentality and the eye lens that I grew up with looking out of of um, trying to figure everything out and then you know that led me of course to my spiritual journey and finding um, different things along my path that my guide set in my path for me to discover and one day I remember um, after um, you know having my, my daughter um, I literally like went into a uh, what I like to call um, a moment of just like I forget what it's called the term I usually use but oh come a come to Jesus moment is what I call it okay. and um it was literally like me crying my eyes out and like because I was dealing with a lot of depression anxiety among certain things and um but more so depression heavily depression um and it wasn't related to you know uh, postpartum depression it was more so like I knew I was supposed to do something I had spent all these years trying to find it and I just felt so disconnected I felt like I wasn't finding it I felt like you know I just needed that I felt empty inside and um I needed guidance and I just you know I went and I you know on my knees I started crying and asking for God please just help me like find what is my purpose I need to find what that is I need to experience that I need to be I know there's something I'm supposed to do I just don't know what it is I'm supposed to do and I said use me just use me to do whatever it is that my purpose is like use me and I remember sitting there feeling um just getting this overwhelming feeling all of a sudden of like like everything is going to be okay like you're good like you're on the right path we got you like we're everything is aligning and that was like the emotion that was like I'm hearing this voice just talking to me and just reassuring me and all these things and I just immediately just I couldn't stop smiling (laughs) I probably was like a crazy person and my husband would have walked in that moment but I just couldn't stop smiling and I'm crying and smiling and I was like okay 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 and you know at that moment I was like okay I just have to trust the process because that's what I'm getting that's what I feel like I'm being told right now to just trust the process and um you know I started you know be my guys started to lead me to different things like Abraham Hicks and Mm -hmm. you know I was 
I was just amazed by that. And then uh, that led to other things with, um, you know, videos of like hypnotherapy and seeing, uh, uh, what's, what's her name? Um, Dolores Cannon and her work. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually led to me discovering, you know, what I'm doing now or a very similar. Yeah. So that led you to hypnosis then, huh? Yep. Yep, exactly, exactly. And, and it started it, at five years old. <laughs> right. And the funny thing is that I've, um, I've in college, I took psychology courses. I love psychology, but I just couldn't see myself as a traditional psychologist. So I was like, eh, I'm good on that. <laughs> and I never <laughs> pursued it. And so look at me now. My brother, the star, my mother, the earth, my father, the sun, my sister, the moon, to my life, give beauty, to my body, give strength, to my work, give goodness, to my house, give peace, to my spirit, give truth, to my elders, give wisdom. We must pray for strength. We must pray to come together, pray to the weeping earth, Pray to the trembling waters and to the wandering rain. We must pray to the whispering moon, pray to the tiptoeing stars, and to the hollering sun by Nancy Wood. So I'm a hypnosis practitioner as well, and I do have a lot of clients that come to me for the physical issues of like smoking cessation, weight loss, panic, anxiety, that sort of thing. But my greatest love for hypnosis is using it to bring spiritual healing as well as helping people connect to their own spiritual path. So why do you think hypnosis is such a great tool for spiritual breakthroughs? Because I looked at your website and it looks like you believe that as well. Most definitely. That's very important for me. That's a big thing for me to um, because, like I said, it was it was part of my journey. That was a big part of my journey um, that helped me to become the person I am today. So that's really mm-hmm. important for me. So you mentioned the use of the higher self in your work on your website. So for our listeners who might have no idea what a higher self is, can you explain that concept to us? Sure. So a higher self, your higher self, rather, should I say, um, is basically that part of you that knows everything about you and the life you're living today. It is a lot of people like to call it their intuition. It is that part that can assist you in whatever issues that you're having today. Uh, whether it be challenges or uh, just in general struggles that you're um, going through or growth that you're you're going through it it can help you find clarity and give you guidance in where you're going when you when the thing you know when the path isn't so clear and you need some help so is that part of you that helps you um, in everyday life that helps you um, in any capacity where you need it so listening to it for me has been a very big game changer in life being able to notice it when it speaks to me and to um, you know, not just notice it, but also listen to and follow the guidance that it's giving you. It's game changing. So do you have any tips for um, somebody to just know how to hear it? Because a lot of people, I believe everyone is gifted with intuition, but we don't all listen to it. So what about some tips of knowing that it's coming from the higher self and not the ego or something like that? Sure. So, um, and this is something that I teach my children because, you know, like I said, the intuition for me is huge. It's been a very integral part of my growth 
in my life. It's been extremely important for me to teach that to my children once I realized how significant of a force it is. I teach them to, basically I teach them about how to be able to feel because in intuition, you're not gonna always um, hear, like you're not necessarily gonna hear somebody speaking out loud to you. You're not gonna hear it in that way. It might come through feelings or uh, an emotion or like, um, for me, uh, one of the things that I do when I'm like, faced with a situation where I have to make a decision and I'm not sure what I need to do. It could be the smallest thing, like, should I make this right turn or should I keep going straight and take the highway? (laughs) It could be the smallest thing. So one of the things that I need to do, uh, that I'll do is I'll just sit with uh, that feeling for a moment. I'll sit with, okay, should I take this highway right now? And I'll sit and I'll I'll listen when I say listen, but I really mean like feel when I say listen, I listen yeah. for an answer. So it might come in the, the, a feeling of a yes, which might be like a definite, like a good feeling of emotion that I get as I visualize myself doing that thing that I'm, I'm asking about. Or if, um, you know, I'll let's say I visualize me taking that right turn. And if I get a, uh, a very like, like a quenching or a type of feeling in my stomach that doesn't feel very good as I, as I visualize myself doing that thing, then I know that no, don't do that. And so um, that's one of the things that I teach them with. And then sometimes it's also, it comes to you just through thought, the, the thought that just might, just might pop in your head. So you be like, you know, using the same example, you know, if you're usually take the highway to go to work and then you get a thought, no, don't take the highway, uh, take the local road. And um, you're like saying to yourself, well, why would the hell would I take the local world? Like, it's going to take forever. I'm just going to take the highway. That is your that is your higher self. That is that intuition telling you because it can see what you don't see. It knows what you don't know and what you're not aware of at that moment. So it might be trying to save you from maybe an accident that's on the road ahead that's going to make you super late. Or it can be saving you from a situation where somebody's on there driving drunk and about the time where you reach you know what I mean like it could be the simplest thing from being late to uh, being disastrous so you have to and I've learned to listen to it and I've learned the power of it through not listening to it and being like oh (laughs) (laughs) and be like oh that's what that was about yeah because you know how you ever have these experiences you're like something told me to da 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 and you're like you know and you don't realize until later after the fact and you're like oh that's why something told me to do xyz it's like yeah that was your intuition yeah, absolutely yeah. <laughs> so yeah that that's yeah, that is such great advice yeah exactly exactly so i live and i live by that yeah yeah and i've had that experience too i i teach I, i've done a retreat with spiritual gifts i teach classes on spiritual gifts and one of the spiritual gifts is intuition mm-hmm. and i tell people all the time just listen to the little silly stuff because that's how you kind of practice that muscle it's exactly everything else exactly you know, for me a lot of times i'll get this intuition when i'm passing an antique store or a thrift store go inside mm-hmm. <laughs> and, when I've, and, and sometimes i'm like i ain't got time for that right <laughs> <laughs> and who knows what i missed out on because then i learned when i started okay let me just walk in there I'll walk right to something that I had spoken about or even just thought about that I, I needed in my life mm-hmm. or that would make my life easier. So, mm-hmm. Or, and sometimes it's not even about you. It'll be about somebody maybe that you meet and you're like, they needed your help. And yes. you're like, oh, okay, that's why I came here. This person was looking for someone uh, like me to help them. And 
here we are meeting and bumping into each other in the middle of the thrift store and yeah. we strike up conversation oh you're a hypnotherapist oh my god <laughs> i was just telling my husband this morning i need to try hypnotherapy and da, da, da. And you're like oh my gosh you know what yeah. i mean so uh-huh. yeah you know yeah and sometimes i think when when i follow a longer path or i don't take a certain road sometimes it's just for sheer beauty i, right. I get to see something that just makes me feel connected to the divine or connected Mm -hmm. to nature. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. So tell me about spirit attachments. What, what is that? So spirit attachments, well, let me ask you, have you ever had any of those things come up uh, during your sessions? Hypnotherapy. I, I have. I okay. Have. All right. So you are, you already know what I'm about to say. <laughs> and outside of my hypnosis as well, because I do energetic healing and, and chakra cleansings. And right. Like that. So right. I've had it come up there as well. Yeah. Yeah. They manifest in different forms. And um, spirit attachments are basically um, energy forms that could be from um, someone who's previously lived on earth they had a, a what we call the goodness gracious I don't know why the word is escaping my mind but basically uh, what you might call a spirit or ghost <laughs> someone uh-huh. who's lived on earth and instead of going to the light they decided to hang around and usually they hang around because there's some type of unfinished issue or uh, business that they either they they are experiencing something where uh, they're holding guilt or anger or hurt or jealousy or maybe just feeling like they need to forgive somebody or somebody needs to forgive them like they're holding in issues that you know that we often have and they die with those issues and because it wasn't resolved and it's such a heavy weight they can't find themselves they don't find a way to the light and so they hang around um but it also comes in different other forms too it can be thought forms like you know you're picking up someone's uh certain thoughts that they might have had or type of uh energy that they carried especially if you ever encounter someone who's kind of uh what we like to call very strong energy um maybe overbearing sometimes sometimes you might pick up those patterns and those thoughts from them and that can attach to you if you're you know if you don't allow yourself to um you know be above that and not allow that thing to overcome you um but it can come in the form of different things i've even found aliens (laughs) and attached to some of my clients so it can come in different forms but they're basically energies that attach to you and they influence you and affect you in different ways that um are not good for you um sometimes they think that they're there to help you So tell me a little bit about how a spirit attachment occurs. Okay, so a spirit attachment usually occurs where it, when someone is in a very low vibration, so to speak. Um, they are able to attach because you match their frequency. So someone who might be experiencing some hardship or some challenges with uh, depression or anxiety or just having a, maybe an abusive situation, maybe abusive relationship or just sadness or whatever just whatever extreme or you know uh low vibrational emotion that you can think of um they uh, they find their way to be able to attach to you because you're experiencing that and you're on their energy frequency and allows them to attach to you and when they yeah once they attach of course they're going to bring their own issues with you and so with those issues those are going to influence you or affect you in some form or fashion whether it be you know emotionally or physically or 
you know, any way you can think of, it's it's going to affect you in some form or fashion. You won't even realize, oh, this isn't coming from me. It's coming from this thing that has it's feeding, basically feeding off. Yeah. yeah. Do spirit attachments occur more frequently with people who are maybe empathic? I can't say that, not necessarily, because I've had a lot of clients who are more um, empathic and a lot of it just it all it's just it's all surrounded around your vibration your energy like how high you vibrate because if you if you're vibrating on a a level that's extremely high and they're you know like i said they're very low because they're usually hanging around and they're able to attach because of their frequency because they're vibrating on that same level if you're high and then they're low there's no way in hell they're going to be able to attach so yeah yeah so you probably had some pretty interesting experiences. What are some of your most memorable experiences with a spirit attachment? Spirit attachment, spirit attachment, my most memorable. Um, oh, <laughs> it might be one of my more recent. Well, I'll, I'll tell you about one of my more recently um, ex- uh, experiences with one. Um, it was uh, uh, the spirit of a, a, a older guy. Oh, I say older man. He's in his thirties, I believe, and he. <laughs> He um he was his name was Clove. <laughs> Cl- Clove was a guy who loved women. Um, he was very um, uh, infatuated with women to the point where that's how I was able to uh, convince him to go to the light uh, oh, wow. because he he basically was um, causing a lot of issues with my client where um, you know that was not allowing her to be who she wanted to be and um i found out that oh you're the person that was causing this issue she was telling me about and he's like well yeah like you know da, 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 da. And he's like and um basically what it was is he was blocking her from being able to um be more of her her divine feminine self he when she wanted to be emotional be more um vulnerable um he would be like ah he's like what feelings emotions like nobody got time for that why would i like that, that's a waste of time and so he would make her feel that way make her feel that way and it was affecting her relationship with you know people she loved and um he was a uh, really hilarious and initially he didn't want to talk to me because he was like i already saw what you did with lily which was another spirit attachment that i helped go to the light before him and uh-huh. he's like i saw what you did with lily i'm not talking to you <laughs> and i'm like i don't have any part of that <laughs> right and i was like what, what what did i do to lily he's like lily's not here what do you mean lily went to the light and i'm like yeah because she wanted to go because she realized that that wasn't the best place for her and so i helped her go to the light and so yeah he didn't want to talk initially but i got him to open up but he was hilarious i was trying so hard not to laugh but i couldn't it was so funny but they have personalities of their own um of course just like i said there are people who were living just like you and i and um you know they have these personalities that they take with them everywhere they go so yeah it was really it was really hilarious yeah and so does your client actually do this the speaking for it during the hypnosis or is this an experience you're having yeah so um in hypnosis of course i take my client to hypnosis it is um where they're basically accessing their subconscious mind and um you know through that throughout that uh my sessions see my sessions are very comprehensive i go through like a different means of uh things so we do the uh we take them to the cause of their issue then we take them to um 
uh, past life if they haven't already experienced it in that session um, then we will connect with the guides we'll ask them questions and then uh, we will check for attachments and once you find the attachment then we start to speak to them through the client the client I'll tell the client whatever part of the body that we find that attachment um, I'll instruct the client that bring that energy up to your mind lean your lips and allow it to express itself and then I'll just begin to speak to it just like we're speaking now and you know um, mm-hmm. it'll have a whole lot of information to uh, share with you about you know what's going on or you know how they died or what issue why they're there why they didn't go to the light things like that but yeah it's, it's, it's the client speaks for it the client is telling you what is happening and what that, that energy is giving it okay yeah so it's kind of like with a past life regression um, where they're telling you what their experience is. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like, I'm not psychic. I wish I always tell people that. And a lot of people, I think a lot of people <laughs> think that I'm psychic. And I'm like, I'm not. I wish I was, but I'm not. But um, <laughs> and I can't see now as they're telling me these things, of course, uh, I feel like I'm there with them because I'm I'm kind of basically going to trans myself I don't know if you do that too yeah yeah absolutely yeah you go into a trans myself and I'm there and I'm seeing and I'm experiencing what they're telling me that they're experiencing and I'm looking at everything as they're telling me and so um that part now I can do but as far as me you know seeing it Mm -hmm. and yeah no I don't yeah the reason I asked is I'm clairvoyant and sometimes I can see things that are going on like that and even before it happens sometimes yes awesome awesome (laughs) so i have a question i think is really important about the spirit attachments you mentioned that if you have a higher vibration then they don't attach to you so what are some some protection or things that people can do to not get these spirit attachments so um one of the most obvious would be to keep your vibration high and, and how to do that is through not holding in any emotions, any, any negative energy within you. So, for example, if you get into an argument with someone and you're upset, release that anger. Like, don't just hold it in. Talk, either talk to the person about it and tell them how you feel, letting it out. Because, you know, once you let it out, you notice how much a big, it's like a big weight off your shoulder. And so when you release that emotion, allow that situation to um, heal that situation for yourself so you don't have to hold in that because once you start holding it in again it puts you in a certain frequency that allows them to attach to you and not just that um, for me a big part of it also is for you to to heal those past hurts that you have because you have a lot of issues where you've in the past you know uh, experienced things that you might have repressed and held within you that can create of course a uh, frequency for them to attach as well that will attract them and that's what usually attracts them um, and it usually comes at that moment when that thing is happening it's not like okay uh, for example just because it's something I see a lot in my um, sessions um, I was molested as a child or something and at that moment when that's happening or around that moment when that's happening that's when they will come and attach and it could be because they maybe had a similar experience or because um, you know they saw uh, a particular thing and they was taking advantage of it you know so I just say that to say the importance of um, healing your own your old past wounds so that you don't attract um, those things um, or if you've already attracted them you can you know uh, release them with that healing as well yeah I think that holding on to things that happened in the past and even past lives because that's one of my favorite things to do with hypnosis is past life regression and the healing that can come from that not just 
I mean, some people are curious, but I build into my session a way for them to, to heal, to bring healing to their life today. And I, holding on to anything from the past is going to create problems in your life. I mean, it just is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, most definitely. Most definitely. And you see that a lot. I know you see that in your client sessions, too, because a lot of times uh, people think about the situations, you know, that we have in our life today. But um, there's a lot that we carry from our past lives, too, into our current lives. It's usually patterns, patterns that we haven't broken. And we're experiencing that over and over and over in this life. And we continue just like anything else until you show that you've learned uh, a lesson and by breaking it you're going to continue to experience it until you actually show that you've learned from it and you you know moved on from it so yeah for me that's what I think enlightenment really is it's just actually learning the lessons so we don't have to be hard-headed and keep learning it life after life most definitely most definitely So in a recent class that I taught on sigils, it was actually this past Monday, I mentioned neuromagic Mm -hmm. and I also include vision boards and in my opinion, hypnosis. It really depends on how you define magic. Mm -hmm. So do you consider anything that you do magical in nature? Most definitely. I think my clients will probably look at it. They look at it sometimes as magic too. (laughs) Because after the session, they're like, oh my God, how did you do that? And I was like... Uh, actually, I didn't. You did. <laughs> so, so um, but yeah, I do. I do consider them very magical in nature because of the, the it, it is energy work. It is healing work. Um, but it's not. I don't. I don't look at myself as if I'm healing the person. I'm. I'm helping them heal. Their, heal themselves. And so, uh, whether that be um, them releasing whatever negative energy or emotions or trauma or healing those things or uh, helping them to overcome or maybe become aware of patterns that they've been carrying in and then help them release those patterns or whether it be through uh, the the spirit guide, uh, allowing them to speak or connect with their higher selves and get that information or that guidance to you know the questions that they've been struggling with like what's my purpose or why i'm here and what career should i be in or is this the right person for me like all those questions that they've been struggling with get that guidance and clarity or whether it be through those spirit attachments and helping them and not just you know helping the client but helping that that attachment like heal because you have to help them heal before they go to the light or before they're even willing to go to the light you have to you know help them um, yeah. and, you know, so all of those things is um, extremely, extremely magical to me. Um, so I definitely would consider hypnosis magical. Yeah, <laughs> I would too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, your search for your life purpose was just very important in your life. It sounds like even starting at age five. Um, so tell me, do you know what your life purpose is now? And are you following it? Do you feel like you're following it? Most definitely. And I've gotten so much confirmation also through uh, sessions with clients that uh, sometimes, you know, their higher self or their guides will, you know, speak to me and, and confirm like, you know, what you're doing is amazing. It's great. Keep doing it. It's needed. We thank you for doing your work. But my my purpose is to help others heal the very same things and find uh, well heal the very same things that I've allowed myself to heal help myself to heal and then also to help them find their purpose uh, so that they can live and be the people that the person that they need to be that they were you know uh, sent here to be you know I've been told multiple times through you know uh, uh, 
clients that um you know I've been a you know I was their teacher in a past life like they saw me there in their past life and I was like a teacher or spiritual guide for them like multiple times and so I know that this is me I know that I I part of my purpose is coming here to to fulfill that agreement of being able to continue to help them um grow and um uh, evolve and heal their issues that they haven't solved uh, whether it be from this lifetime or another lifetime and so I'm very clear on that I'm very clear about my purpose in this world and uh, I most definitely am living it I am so grateful to be living it because it is such a rewarding a feeling to be able to help people in this way and I always tell my clients I always thank them so much for trusting me and for allowing me to help them on a journey because it is something where you have to be trusting of the person you have to resonate with their energy and and know that you know this is the person that was supposed to help me this is the person and my guys I found my guides always uh, lead me to people who are supposed to help me and my clients have told me the same thing like my guides led me here like I immediately when I saw you or some or someone referred me and I saw your video or whatever um I realized oh my god like I have to do this this I think this is the person I'm supposed to work with so yeah, yeah. I've heard that as well I think it's so incredible that Neoshi, you and I have the same life purpose. Oh yeah. Because my my whole goal, and I know it's my purpose, is to take all the crap from my past, and I was in a really dark place, mm-hmm. and I had to heal from a lot of things in my life. And the mm-hmm. whole reason that I started, I went back to school in my 40s mm-hmm. to finally figure out exactly what I needed to do. And it was to help people to heal from the same things that I had to heal from. So when you said that, it just really spoke to me because that's my purpose as well. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't realize it, but their very struggle is part of their their purpose here. Like a lot of people yeah. that will go through, let's say sexual trauma or abuse. And I had a client tell me and she realized, she's like, you know, I went through this because I'm realizing this is part of, I'm supposed to help girls who are like me. I'm supposed to help them now that I know the way out and now that I know how to deal with it or how to avoid it. I can help people with who've had the situation and I can help little girls to avoid the situation. So um, yeah, it's very important for you to know what your purpose is so you can continue to do what you need to do um, to help not just yourself, but you know, the rest of humanity as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So last question for you. What is the most important thing that you have learned on your personal spiritual path so far? Most important thing uh, will have to be, again, my intuition, like trusting, not just trusting, but learning to know the difference between when it's my intuition or fear or ego, like knowing the difference between those. And Mm -hmm. so um, knowing and understanding my intuition and how it works that's been a game changer for me because once I can get that warning or that guidance to either do something or not do something that is extremely helpful for me I can't tell you how many times I've been protected or uh, from something or guided towards something great because I listened to my intuition and so that for me is probably the most important thing ever that's super important um any final words just uh, again I guess I would just go with the intuition again because like I said that was a game changer for me just yeah. learn to 
um, learn to. And like you said, just even with little small things, whether it be, should I have this bag of potato chips? <laughs> you know, just start with small stuff and begin to really understand, you know, get a feel for what it feels like when it's, you know, your intuition or your higher self talking to you and know the difference between that and when it's fear. And regardless of how much, you know, you might, uh, whatever answer you get so if it's something you really want to do and you're listening for what you should do I don't care if you really want to do it if your intuition tells you no don't do it because I've had situations with that person exactly because I've had situations like that where I'm just like dang it I want to go so bad and I'm just like all right forget it she said no I'm not gonna go forget it so yeah yeah I think that the starting with simple things is important for more than just intuition because I tell people all the time about saying no because, you know, people, especially women, I've found cannot say no and they get themselves in big trouble. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I say, say no to little stuff, say no to things that don't matter just to get your mouth moving in that direction. And mm-hmm. and it's the same thing. You know, listen to your intuition on little stuff because it builds up the bigger stuff. Right. I so agree with that. I love that. And I always say no is a complete sentence. You don't have to explain Yes. It, so. <laughs> Absolutely. That's so important. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it has been so amazing to have you here. Thank you for um, giving your time to do this. And, and let us know how we can get in touch with you. If listeners want more information, maybe they even want to book an appointment with you. How would they do that? Sure. So you can, I'm, I'm on all social media, but um, as Neo She Hypno on YouTube, I have uh, quite a few videos on there with a little snippets of some of my client sessions. Some, it's just some of them that allow me to share a piece of their session. It's nothing, you know, intricate, but um, it's a little something about with spirit guides and past lives and things like that. But um, also, I'm on IG at Neoshi Hypno Soul Healing, and I'm on oh my website neoshihypno.com. So it's n e o s h i h y p n o.com. And yeah. Yeah, you can you can find me there, and if you want to book a session, of course, it's through my website as well. I am currently booked until mid February, so um, I won't be able to take anything sooner than that. But you know, <laughs> feel free to uh, book a session for future. Thank you all for listening to Bell Book and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at Bell Book Candle SC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash Bell Book Candle.